Calvary Church is located in beautiful Peterborough, Ontario, and is committed to impacting that community with the life-changing message of Jesus Christ. Each week, one of our preaching team draw powerful life application truths from the Bible. Check us out here or online at calvaryptbo.church. This is week number two of our series called Uncovered, and, and in this series, we've been working through a question that you posed to me back in September. How can I share my faith? How can I be confident in knowing what it is to say, when to say, how to say it? And so we partnered with, in my eyes, people who I think are doing this very well in our community, and that's Youth Unlimited. And so I've asked Jen to come and and take last week she was here. She's here again today. She'll be here for the next couple of weeks, her and her team, to come and help us understand maybe some practical tools as to what we can do to help share our faith, how we can have some confidence, uh, what it is we can say to share our faith. So today, people, is very practical. All right, it's going to maybe stretch some of you out of your comfort zone, and I want you to feel that that's okay. This is a safe place to be stretched. All right, so in a while after Jen's done, I will come back and we'll give you some direction. We're not going to force you to do it. If you're going to want to leave, that's up to you. But, uh, but for those of you who want to stick around after the service is done, we're going to have a shortened service. But for those of you who want to stick around after the service is done, we're going to go really practical. We're going to break you up into some smaller areas, and we're going to work on some of the things that Jen's about to share with us. But before I steal all of your time, Jen, come on up here, and, uh, and why don't you and, and Todd come and, and share with us today some practical steps on how we can share our faith. Awesome. Thanks, Paul. And uh, thank you guys. We're really excited to be uh, back here with you guys today. Um, And again, same as last week, I don't come alone. Um, I've got a team of amazing people with with me. Um, So if you're part of the Disciple of City crew, do you want to just give a wave? Just let you guys know that we're here. Um, So all these people are volunteers. They've come from all different churches, actually, and um, uh, to come and serve you guys today as we go through this stuff together. Uh, so like Paul said, uh, the purpose of today is we want to get really practical, thank you, and, uh, and just really get some of these tools into your hands. And these are just some tools that we've been using. So I mentioned last week, um, we've been on a journey at Youth for Christ for the last two and a half years, um, really pressing in and trying to seek God on um, how we can do better also at sharing the gospel and sharing our faith. Um, Paul shared with me that your mission as a church is to see 3% of Peterborough um, have the opportunity to respond to the message of Jesus, that you guys are responsible for the 3% as part of the body of Christ in Peterborough. Um, Well, our vision uh, down at Youth for Christ um, is to see every young person in Peterborough have an opportunity to respond to the message of Jesus um, and, and be discipled. Um, So that's pretty ambitious. We know we need the whole church to reach the whole city. Um, But with that vision in mind, um, we we started seeking God two and a half years ago, really asking, um, God, help help us to do this better. Help us to be able to hold out the gospel to a broken and lost generation. 
And so we got trained on some of these tools. We partnered also with, uh, with E3 Ministries, which I know you guys uh, do as well through I Am Second. And, um, and they, they began to teach us some of this stuff. Um, and it's really helped us on our journey. So, um, so we've been living this out in community. Uh, we started training our volunteers. And now we have uh, weekly, for the last uh, just over two years, we've been going out weekly onto the streets, downtown Peterborough, every Wednesday night sharing the gospel um, with people, praying with people. And we've seen God do amazing things. We've seen people healed physically, emotionally. We've seen people come to know Jesus. Um, we've seen powerful encounters with the Lord. And all of this um, from a place of real humility, of trying to understand how to walk with Jesus in our, in our everyday lives. Um, I think I shared with some of you last week, um, being a person who has been in ministry for a number of years now, um, and taking that step out um, to share my faith in a new way, um, both through street evangelism, which I'd never done before, um, and also being more intentional in my regular everyday life, um, it was scary. And, and that was coming from someone who, who I thought, wow, you know, I'm supposed to evangelize as, a, as, my, as my career, and, uh, and this, is, this is stretching for me. So um, be encouraged. We're in there with you, um, and Todd and I are teaching today, but we're not, um, we're, we're not on, a, on a platform, well, other than literally, <laughs> um, but, but we're no different, right? Uh, we're all part of the body of Christ, and we're in this together. Last week, we shared a little bit about our vision um, and where this comes from. And uh, understanding it, so we're going through the, the why do we share the gospel. Today we'll be talking about who do we share the gospel with and what do we share when we get into those conversations with people, what do we actually say? Um, and last week we talked about why. Um, and I, I want to nail this home again for us if you weren't here last week with us or, or just to hear it again fresh, um, that where this comes from is really from a place of understanding our identity in Christ. And we looked at a verse last, last week in Corinthians um, that talked about, it said, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone and the new is here. And all of this is from God who's given us the ministry of reconciliation. So understanding that when we're, when we're coming at this stuff, when we're holding out the gospel for people, this is not something that we drum up in ourselves, but it comes from a place that Jesus has made us new, that he has brought us out of the kingdom of darkness and into the kingdom of God, that we now have died with Christ, and so we now live in him. And it's no longer us who lives, but Christ who lives in you. So as we share and as we hold out Jesus, it's not coming from a place of our own understanding and as we go through the tools, how well we've memorized these things or are able to share exactly what, you know, Pastor Paul said or what Jen and Todd said, um, but it comes from a place of the power of God at work in you because he has given you a new identity that is in his son. And I just asked Todd to share on this a little bit too. Yeah, so, and again, rest assured, we're not trying to encourage or we're not trying to create street evangelism, but we're just trying to create sharing our faith in our everyday, normal Christianity, really. And God didn't call us to be comfortable. He called us to be obedient. So if you're a professing Christian and you're coming to church all the time, then the enemy has lost that battle, but the war is still on. So if you come to church and you catch a great message from Pastor Paul or Pastor Tracy, 
the enemy doesn't care. And if you drive home and you talk about it with your spouse on the way home, the enemy doesn't care because he knows you're not going to say anything. And to be sure of that, he's going to instill fear and doubt and that you shouldn't say anything or that you can't say things in your workplace or your school. But that's all lies. And, and that song, that last song that we sang was so powerful. And that Jesus silences fear. So as you go in and approach somebody, the darkness trembling, the darkness is trembling and that's that fear that you're starting to receive, but Jesus silences that fear. And I can promise you that if you push past that fear to speak his name and share with somebody that, that the Lord has put in front of you, not only will you, will you find an intimacy with God, but you'll find that Jesus is already there waiting for you. Mm -hmm. So um, we're going to share with you three tools today, and then we're going to get you to practice them in small groups. Everyone excited about that part? Yeah. Awesome. Um, so the first tool we're going to teach you is called, uh, we call it the oikos map, and oikos means household in Greek. And um, this, this tool is just to give you an opportunity to think through um, with God, you know, in prayer, to think through the people that are in your life that need to hear the gospel or that you want to see come into a relationship with Jesus Christ. Um, so uh, how you do this, uh, you can put yourself right at the center of the map, and then we're going to get you to pray um, and ask, for, uh, ask God for seven names of people that are in your life that you want to come to see to know, you want to see come to know Jesus. Um, and so then you'll write them around like this, and then you'll think through, okay, who are, who are people that are connected to that person? So maybe their mom or dad or, or another friend that they know, or, you know, maybe you're, they have a whole friend group that you're now, you know, able to access because of this person that you have a relationship with. Um, but think through, like, who are the people in your life and who are they connected to that as I pray for this person and, and as I, like, by the leading of God and the help of God, share the gospel with this person, um, that, that they're going to then either be able to reach or that you're going to be able to reach with them through them or this relationship. And I have up here on the screen, this is a, this is a map that um, one of our, our other Youth for Christ workers, Josh, gave me to use that he put together for me about a year ago to use in this presentation. Um, and I love using this map because now that we've done this a few times, uh, this training since we put it together, that he's now seen three people on this map when he made it. Nobody on this map knew Jesus. And since he made this a year ago, three of them have come to know Jesus. And one of them is very close um, and well on the way uh, to being disciples. Um, so it's just really fun for me to look at those names because when I was teaching this a year ago, it was still fresh. Um, so just to encourage you that as we begin to pray for people, we don't know what God is going to do in their lives or the doors that he is going to open um, as we pray. And just remembering, too, that God prepares the heart to, to receive. So as, uh, this is just a great way to remember to pray for these people every day with the end goal of, of sharing the gospel with them, but perhaps you're just watering a seed or just continuing that conversation with people. Um, I think of two people in my little chart. One is my stepfather, who I really want to share the gospel with, and he really doesn't want to hear it. So it's just a good way for me to remember to just continuously pray for him every day. Sometimes people in our family who might not know the gospel seem to be the hardest ones to share with. Mm -hmm. So it just encourages me to, to pray for him and others constantly every day. So the next tool we're going to teach you um, is along the lines of what do we share? 
So when we, when we actually get to talk to someone in our family or if we're meeting someone uh, for the first time and God seems to be opening a door, what do we actually say to them when we want to start sharing Jesus? Um, so the, tool, or the two tools that we find most helpful for this um, are learning how to share your testimony and learning how to share the gospel in a simple and practical way. So the first tool we're going to teach you is called the 15-second testimony. Um, and it is very simple. As the name says, it only takes about 15 seconds to say. Um, and uh, just a quick note on testimony. A lot of us, if we've grown up in the church, um, and we feel sometimes that we don't have a testimony. Or you hear other people's testimonies that are like, oh yeah, I was living this really rough life and I was on drugs and then I met Jesus and he saved me and now I'm an evangelist and I've seen a hundred people come to know Christ in the last week and you're like, well, I don't, that's not me, right? Um, and just to encourage you, some of you may have that story and praise God for his salvation, right, in our lives and all of the ways that we come to him. Um, but some of you also may have grown up in the church um, and feel like, well, I don't, I don't have that testimony. Well, I don't actually have any testimony. What am I going to share? But to encourage you, testimony is, is simply anything that God has done, right? So our testimony isn't about us. It's about what God has done in our lives um, to, to save us and to move us um, closer to him. Um, so a testimony can be a conversion story, and, and you may have that even if you have grown up in the church. Um, you, when you think back, uh, you may be surprised at how it comes out of you. Um, we just had an experience uh, in, in our last group where that happened. Um, but it could also be a season that God has brought you through in your life, so maybe a storm that you went through or a really difficult time where, um, where you just couldn't see clearly, and, and Christ came in, and, and he brought you from that place. It could be a time when, um, when God brought healing in your life, or the life of another person in your, in your vicinity. Um, it could also be a generational testimony. So um, maybe you're a Christian today because of your great-great-grandfather who made a decision to follow Jesus, and because of that, your family has been raised um, in the knowledge of Christ and in godliness. And you've been able to come to know Jesus from a young age because of his testimony. And even being able to share that heritage is so powerful. So just to encourage you when we get to this part, um, to think through, there are many different ways, but a testimony is anything that God has done in your life. So it could even be something from this week. And every time I share this, my, my 15-second testimony, it kind of morphs and changes a little bit depending on the situation I'm talking about because God's done a lot of things in my life that I can bring testimony to. Um, so it goes like this, 15-second testimony. So you'll start with, I remember a time in my life when... And then you'll think of two adjectives to describe your life before you met Jesus or before God came and intervened in the way that he did. So I remember a time in my life when I was really um, messed up and afraid. I was going through some really difficult stuff, and I didn't know a way out of it. And then you'll say, but then I met Jesus, or then God came into my life, or then God intervened. And then you'll think of two adjectives that describe what happened after the fact. So then I met Jesus, and he gave me clarity and hope. And now I live with purpose every single day in my life. Do you have a story like that? And so finish with a question. So, hey, do you have a story like that? Or has God ever, has God ever met you in, in a similar way? And that gives them an opportunity to respond.
this is a great way to relate to people too. You could be talking, just having a normal conversation with somebody and they might say a trigger word. You know, if I'm talking to someone and they say, you know, I just, I'm really feeling depressed a lot lately. It gives me an opportunity to say, you know what, man, there was a time when, when I felt depressed and lost and then through a series of events, Jesus became real to me and now I'm free and full of joy. And, you know, then now you're relating to something that that person's going through that they're intrigued then to find out what that was that you encountered and to explain a little bit more about what that's like. Yeah. It can also be a great opportunity to pivot in a conversation. I don't know if you guys have ever had an experience, um, but I have, where you're talking to somebody and you're trying to sit, share Jesus with them and you feel like, oh, like this is just not going anywhere. Or you're trying to say, hey, you know, do you, do you know anything about God or do you believe in God? And they're just like, well, no, I don't know. But nobody can argue with your story. Your testimony is your testimony. And so it's a great way to be able to just kind of pivot in a conversation and say, like, hey, man, you know, it's okay if, like, if you don't want prayer or you don't want to hear about God. But let me tell you, I remember a time in my life when I was just hopeless and I had no joy and I didn't know what I was living for. And then I met Jesus and he gave me joy and life and hope. And my life has never been the same and now I'm out trying to share Jesus with other people because of what he's done with me. And I just want you to know that because he's real. You know, how simple is that, right? Just, the, just an opportunity to get it out there, get it into people, to give them something to, to think about, even if they're kind of closed, you know? Um, so the last tool that we're going to teach you, um, again, to help you just be able to, to deliver the goods... Um, is called the three circles. And it's, again, a tool uh, that you can use to share the gospel. Now, there's a bunch of different tools maybe some of you have used before. Personally, I was never a fan of, of diagrams, you know, of like I'd, I'd learned like the bridge diagram before and like a step one. And I was never a fan of those because I thought, oh, this is kind of silly. Like, I don't want to use like a little drawing to share the gospel. I just want to be real with people. Um, but then when I, when I learned this and when I was challenged to, to really internalize it for the first time, um, I found that it was actually just a really simple, helpful um, way for me to be more intentional, more intentional about sharing my faith um, in, in my everyday life. Um, so a quick story, uh, right before we learned these tools, um, I was down at the youth center and I was uh, trying to share with a guy. And uh, I just said to him, hey, man, has anyone ever shared the gospel with you? You've been coming here for a couple years now. Um, have, has anyone ever told you about Jesus and what he's done for us? And he's like, no, man, I, don't, I don't think so. I was like, well, do you, want, do you want me to tell you? He said, yeah, I think I want to know. So I said, okay. And I sat down with him, and we went through from Genesis to Revelation, and it took me like half an hour, and I was passionately sharing all these things and the law and the covenant and the, you know, the blood and then Jesus and... And he was sitting there like, okay, <laughs> you know, just kind of overwhelmed with all this information because I was so excited to, to share it with him, right? Um, and, uh, and it was good, and we had a good talk after, and we prayed, and, you know, I've talked to him a few times since. But, but then the next week, I, had, I learned this tool, the three circles, and uh, so that, that following weekend, I thought, you know, I'm going to try this. So same question, I came to a couple girls that I knew, and I said, hey, um, you know, has anyone ever shared the gospel with you? Um, and they said, no. I said, well, do you want to learn? They said, sure. So we sat down, and I drew this out and just explained it. It took me less than three minutes to get through it, and we went into great conversation. Um, so again, uh, we've seen a huge um, uh, 
fruit from this, uh, just of our staff and volunteers and people we know being able to share more readily. So we hope that it encourages you. I, too, recently uh, got to share with somebody who I've been talking to a long time and who didn't grow up in the church. Uh, so it was a great way to sort of explain everything, and I just started off by saying this is basically the gospel in a nutshell. Um, and I really felt it important for this person to understand who God was, what sin was, and who Jesus was. So with the first circle, with the heart in the middle, it's God created the world to be perfect and in love. And as we know the story, God created and Adam and Eve were in the world and they were with God and they walked with God. And there was the tree of, of uh, knowledge that they weren't supposed to eat from. And, and my friend asked why. And I said, because God created us to be free. And in order to be free, we need choice. And without the ability to say no, our yes means nothing. So when they ate from that fruit, that brought in sin where they were then separated from God which is where we all are now in this, in this broken world, in this world with, with uh, disease and violence and crime and all kinds of things in this broken world. And in this broken world, we're all trying to do things to escape this broken world, depression, anxiety, all these different things. And we're trying to escape these feelings in this world. And some of us use drugs, some of us use money, some of us buy things, consume things, some of us use religion to get out of this world, all different kinds of things to feel better inside of whatever's missing inside. But ultimately, with all of these things that we're using, they don't satisfy, and we end up right back in the world. So my friend could, could agree, who can't agree that, that that's not where we are? This isn't a very good circle. <laughs> So, but God sent Christ to be in this world with us. So he experienced all the things that we experienced. He experienced rejection. He experienced pain. He experienced betrayal. All the things that we experienced, he experienced. And when he was put to the cross, he paid the punishment for the sin, for the things that we have done that displease God and effectively created a bridge back to the Father that should we believe in him, as our savior, that he would take those burdens and those things that we feel and bring us back in line with the father. And as we are brought back in with the father, then we're actually sent back in proverbially or into this broken world to share this truth. Yeah, awesome. And I'm just going to share it with you again um, to, to show you that, you know, we all, we all share it in different ways. So when you have an opportunity to practice this, I would just challenge you to just go for it. It might feel awkward. You might stumble. You don't have to draw perfect circles or know how to say it perfectly or memorize our words, but, but put it into your own words and, and you'll be amazed with kind of how that comes out of you. Um, but I usually start here and I say, you know, I think, I think if we look around, we can all agree that um, we live in a pretty pretty messed up world. Um, there's a lot of pain everywhere. Everyone I talk to these days seems to be just suffering. And, and uh, you know, you can look at the news and um, just see that pain in, in so many places and war and horrible things. Um, but that's not actually the way that God uh, created the world to be. God made, it to, made the world to be perfect. And he made people, he made us to walk and live in perfect harmony, perfect relationship with him, with nothing in between. Um, but from the beginning of time um, until now, God has also given us a choice. He gave us free will. 
that we can either choose to go do things God way, God's way, to walk in his way, or to walk in our own way and to um, reject um, him. And from the beginning of time until now, people have chosen, we've been choosing to w- turn away from God and do things our own way. And the Bible calls that sin. And so now we live in this world that's full of brokenness because of sin, which is in us and, and comes and manifests in all of these different things. And people try all kinds of things to try to escape this pain, um, to escape the brokenness. They, um, you know, will we'll try to numb it and turn to drugs or alcohol or like binge watching Netflix. Um, or we, or we, you know, some people just try to be really successful and amass all this wealth to, you know, create peace and, and, and good things around them so they feel better. Some people try, you know, finding that we were created for relationship, relationships, so people try to find that relational fullness in other people and, and, and oftentimes end up in really broken relationships because of it. Um, but from what I've seen in people and, and even in myself that, um, when, when we try to escape, we often end up, we always end up back in the brokenness and oftentimes worse than when we started off. Um, but God knew that this was the case. And, uh, and before time even existed, he had a plan to save us from this. And so he sent Jesus into this broken world, into the brokenness. Um, and Jesus was fully God and fully man and he, he lived like us and he walked with us and he showed us how to live for God. Um, and then he died on the cross, um, and three days later, he rose from the dead, and he took all the sin on the, the world on his shoulders, and when he rose again, um, he rose again in new life, um, and he invited us into this life that we could live back in relationship with God, and it says that if anyone is to turn and believe and make Jesus Lord over their life, that they too can be, you too can be reconciled, made right with God. Now there are two types of people in the world, people who um, are still in this brokenness, in the rat race of going around in circles trying to make things better for themselves, or people who have been made right with God, who have this peace, you know, that, that, that you can have too. Where do you see yourself on this? And ending with that question is a great opportunity, again, for them to respond, you know. So at the end of 15-second testimony to say, hey, do you have a story like that? Or at the end of three circles to say, hey, where do you see yourself on this? And some people might say here, some people might say here, some people might say somewhere in the middle. But whatever they say, it gives you an opportunity to engage and enter into, into conversation with them at the end. And just the, the, the great thing about this is you could jot this down on a piece of paper. If you have a memo pad on your phone, you can do it with your circle on the phone. Or it's simple enough that people can envision it so you could just sort of talk it out and people can see it. And what's interesting, too, is the fact that because my friend didn't grow up in anything, I could just say, well, I'm just sharing the Bible. This is just what the Bible says and flow it that way. But if you're talking to an atheist or someone who doesn't believe in God, they're not going to believe this part at all. So you can start over here. Or if you start uh, talking to someone who's left the church and lost their way, then they believe this. So it just flows. You just allow the spirit to work through you, depending on who you're talking to, and and it just flows. So we're going to transition now to a time of practice. Um, And uh, you're going to have an opportunity to practice these tools yourselves and get it into you. Um, But I just want to encourage you guys one last time 
that, uh, that we're not teaching these things as these superstar evangelists who are so good at this and so well-practiced. We have stories. People on our team have stories. But let me tell you, three years ago, I didn't have that many stories. I had, you know, lots of passion. Um, but, uh, but as you practice these things, as you hold out, as you trust God and take that step, that he too can work in your life. Um, and uh, I just want to share this, this verse with you. Um, because I was thinking before we were coming up here about Jesus um, when he went to the cross. And, uh, and it says that for the joy set before him, he went to the cross. For the joy set before him, he went to the cross. Um, and uh, I'm just going to read from Hebrews 12. It says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of his faith, of, of our faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. He went to the cross because he could see what God was doing through this. That through his death and his resurrection, that God was reconciling the world to himself. And a lot of us, when it comes to evangelism, and I can count myself in this a lot, a lot of us have fear, right? And, and the fear comes and we think, oh, people don't want to hear this. I don't want to say this. I don't want to step out. I just want to like, live my life and hope that God like, does something, you know, <laughs> which he does because he's good and he's gracious and amazing and far more than we can ever imagine. But Jesus went to the cross because he could see the joy of the gospel changing people's lives and he could see the world being reconciled to God. And so I want to challenge you guys as, as you practice these things and as we, we address that, that fear that can block us and just say, man, we live in that joy. What are we going to do for the joy set before us? The reality that the gospel is real and it saves people and it changes people's lives. Yesterday I was at the funeral of a, of a good friend who's part of our community and they shared a story there of... Um, of one time where, um, actually it was a woman who wrote in and she said, I have to share this story because I was at a bus stop and I was far from God and I didn't know what to do and I asked God to send me a sign. And then this man came up to me 15 seconds later and he told me that God loved me. He was my sign. There are people that are hungry to know him. What are we going to do for the joy set before us? So let's equip each other to share. I'm going to ask Pastor Paul to come up, and uh, we'll break off into smaller groups now. Thanks, Jen. Thanks, Todd. You know, I, I, great challenge for us at the end there. That we can't be, we can't allow something like this to stop us from living out our faith. God is calling us to do this. He's calling us to live out who we are in Him because of what He's done for us, and so. 
So we are, are going to officially dismiss the service here, and I'm not going to force you into a, um, a small group, but I invite you. I invite you to stick around to get into a, a smaller group. Tracy's going to tell us how we're going to do this in a second. And I want, you to, I want you to practice what we've been talking about here, and there's going to be some workers to help you go through this uh, in a moment. I do want to highlight what's, what we're doing next week, though. Because next week is going to be another significantly different. This is very practical. Again, this is, this is something that many of you asked uh, that you needed help with. We, we want to make this practical for you because we want you to feel empowered to be able to do this. So next week, we're actually going to empower you to do this. We're actually going to send you out from here, and there's going to be pe people that are going to go with you from Youth for Christ and their team who are going to help you go, for those of you who will want to go, into our community to, to share, to share your faith next Sunday. Now, you're, you may be going, yeah, but I have kids, or I have, there may be, uh, that's why we're prepping you on this now so that you can prepare maybe some of those things so that next week when you show up, you know we're going to be launching you out. And, uh, and so if you have childcare, maybe one parent is going to stick back and the other parent is going to go. Or maybe you're going to team up with a bunch of uh, families and, and you're going to get one individual to watch the children while the rest of you go. Or maybe you're going to bring the kids with you and allow them to see the opportunity of you sharing your faith and how important it is for you to, to share your faith with others. So, so that's happening next week. So do not, again, do not shy away from coming next week. It's going to be practical. Yes, it is. We're not going to force you to go and do it, but we do want to give you that opportunity. Do not miss next week. It's going to be good.